John. 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 198 of 4 Are You Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And they say there ain't no cure for the summertime blues, but my clinical trials with tramadol and vodka suggest otherwise. I like the way you're going with that research. Side effects may include frequent urination or no urination. (laughs) And death. (laughs) May include acne. Drooling. Back fungus. Uh, Sloppy panty syndrome. Chlamydia. What? (laughs) (laughs) You may be taking it wrong. (laughs) You're not supposed to fuck the pill, Mike. They shouldn't have made it that shape. I don't know what that means. Anyway, so as if that, that shape he- is round, Mike, it's not even sexual. <laughs> if you like things that are strangely non-sexual, you might enjoy the shows on the podcast collective. The happy pants hour. That's non-sexual. Silly and non-sexual as well as on the block dating baggage tales from the hard side. And of course the rad dad radio hour. Yep. Yeah. If you're looking for our older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Tuckshoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, all over the place. And Chaser, 40 go 14. Get into the beta on podchaser.com and lead us. By the way, if you want the sexual Joel, tune into his other show, The Sunshine Happy No Pants Hour. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) If that's your thing, that guy with no pants. You just turn into perverted Bill Cosby there, man. <laughs> the, the pudding in the pops. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Just drink the drink already. <laughs> it's Buffalo Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the pops on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Jesus. Um, if you'd like to call and comment on that bullshit, um, you can 708 now wrap 708-669-9727. Have we even talked about what the show's about? I sort of alluded to it at the beginning. Yeah, it's not about medication or Bill Cosby drugging Buffalo Bill. It's about summertime. Yes, if I sound a little strange, I have uh, probably the least pleasant of the summertime experience, the dread summer cold. Ugh. Ugh. It's the fucking worst. (laughs) Yeah, he's been saving it up for you guys. That's how much he loves you. He hasn't spoken in two days. I thought he was just ignoring me. <laughs> no, you're right, but he still hasn't spoken in two days. But we got some voicemail from uh, a one killer Wilba who's talking about the Tim Tam Slam, which I think only one of us knows what it is. So here we go. Good eye, mates. This is killer Wilba. And even though you did a two-hour show on desserts and didn't even mention the holy grail that is the Australian Tim Tam. I'm going to teach y'all how to do a Tim Tam slam today. Lucky for you, even though Australia only exports two items from our country to yours, those items are both available there in America for you. So what y'all need to do is get yourself a big old oil can of Foster's. That's Australian for beer, you know. And get yourself a package of Tim Tams. Now, because Australians are British, we drink our beer at room temperature. Room temperature in Australia is 45 degrees Celsius, 
which for y'all and your stupid imperial system turns out to be about 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Take your Tim Tam, bite off the entire end. Don't bite off the corners like that din Tommy the Duck tried to do and then try and tell me that the Tim Tam slam doesn't work, you fucking wanker. Bite off the corners. Stick the end of that into your oil can of Foster's and suck on it like a straw. The nice warm liquid will work its way up through that cookie, mix with the creamy center, and give you a nice, delicious drink. And that, my friends, is the Tim Tam Slam. Uh, okay, for about two seconds, it sounded like Killa, and then it was clearly Mayor Quimby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Tommy the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Doing his best impersonation of Mayor Quimby. Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Quimby impersonating Killa Wilba. <laughs> That's my job. I'm flip flopping. Throw the Killa Wilba down the well. Okay, so Tim Tam Slam. Is sucking up warm beer through a cookie? No, it's no, typically it's, coffee. Yeah, usually coffee, hot chocolate, something like that. Or you tea. bite the uh, yeah tea. You bite the ends off of the chocolate cookie thing, and you drink the uh, drink through it, and then quickly eat the cookie before the uh, cookie super saturated and just falls apart. Yes, it's an uh, it's an Australian thing. Is where I. Killa and I've been talking about it for a month and a half now, on and off, and they've introduced it here now. I think Pepperidge Farms has introduced the their version of it here, and uh, so people have been trying the Tim Tam Slam, which I hear it's not quite as solid as it is over there. When I was a youngster, I used to um, use Twizzlers as a straw at the movie theaters and just bite off the ends. And yeah, like that. Yeah, except it's not quite as it's much more soluble, so. Especially the ones here, they fall apart if you don't do it quick enough. Probably has a bigger hole than a Twizzler, too. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. What? Huh? It puts the pudding pop in the hole. <laughs> oh, it gets the holes. You sound like an extra from Newsies now. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> What I think that is, is about that time. It is about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. All right. So this weekend. We got a very, very lean week this weekend, this weekend to make up for all those weeks of of two pages worth of tweet. Yeah. For every time Pat wrote an essay. (laughs) All right. June 27th, 1983, is the release of Cruel Summer by Bananarama, which is, hey, that's cool. I like that. And apparently that's all that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Cruel Summer by Banana Hammock. That's why it was so cruel. Aw. All right. The number one, oh, music, sorry. The number one song in the land is Irene Cara's acronym of the week, F-W-A-F. Of course, that's fucked with a flugelhorn. Feels so good. Oh, wait, that's a French word. Waff. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Waff. G L flugelphone flute. Yeah. Hey, what does that look like? 
It's it's better than the other song, Fucked with a, a Thermidor. <laughs> what, what's it called? Damn it. I, I ruined my own joke. Never mind. FWF. Flats what friends are for? <laughs> what is that actual song? You don't know Irene Cara. That's the only song she ever had. Flashdance. What a feeling. Oh, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. Was it the dot, dot, dot that threw you off? Yeah, there should be four of them. <laughs> Obviously. If, if you're Joel. All right. Flat. Michelle Branch was born on July 2nd. She is an American singer known for songs such as Everywhere and All You Wanted. And she won a Grammy with Carlos Santana for Game of Love. I actually kind of like Michelle Branch. She's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, you know, I have like her top three songs on my iPod and that's it. You don't celebrate her entire catalog? No, not at all. I thought that was her entire catalog. (laughs) For all intents and purposes, yeah, that is. Flap. Flap. (laughs) All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie this week was Return of the Jedi, where it remains for six weeks until knocked off by staying alive. Hmm. Interesting. Ah, 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 ah. I had thought Staying Alive came out earlier, <clears throat> but that's just me. We've had something Bee Gees related in the Twee for like the last six weeks. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever came out in the 70s. Staying Alive came out 83, a sequel. Ah, there you go. Movies released this week include Porky's 2 the next day. Stroker Ace and Twilight Zone the movie. There's something on the wing of the plane. That was a year. I remember that summer now. That was when my mom was pregnant with my little brother. <laughs> I told that before. Was she? Oh, yeah. Would uh, see it? Yeah. <clears throat> Almost had the kid right there in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matthew. Yeah. On June 22nd, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life is released. In France. Wow, you really were digging. <laughs> I told you, man, it was a weak week. <laughs> All right. Well, Quaff. <laughs> the top shows TV. Uh, the top shows are Dallas, Dynasty, and the A Team. It's a hell of a lineup. I know, right? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of scenery chewing going on. Yeah, everything you can, every, not only one of them has good montages. Out of all of those, Especially with the A team in there, the only time anybody ever actually got shot was on Dallas. <laughs> but he didn't like fly through the air with the little like thing that threw him up in the air. There were no jeeps flipping, right? So, wasn't quite as exciting. All right, so premiering June twenty sixth, "Loving" was a half hour soap opera drama about a wealthy family in a fictional town. What a stretch! Uh, while it never received the popularity of its counterparts, it did last 12 seasons. Holy cow. Yep. That's kind of whack. I've never even heard of that one. I mean, not that I was. But we'll OK, we'll get into that later on. But <laughs> actually, you know what? That <laughs> That's a topic right there. Soap operas. Soap opera. For a show. No, I'm not watching current soap for, operas. For, but... all, for all of us to have a topic that we're going to give thumbs down to. Let's do the all thumbs down show. It's interesting, though, that it says it wasn't as popular as its counterparts, but it ran for 12 seasons. Right. That's that's a hell of a run for an unpopular show. It's well, like, like All My Children is on season 229. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jag. <laughs> it's just, just good enough to keep going. 
Uh, Oops, excuse just me. wait till they bring Barnaby Jones back. <laughs> All right. Passing it to Patrick. It's sports. Sports. On June 25th, India beat West Indies by 43 runs to win the Cricket World Cup. Go, India. And by now we know that 43 runs is not that much of a win. That's a that's a squeaker in the world of cricket, right? We know this. Yes, we're we're pretty we're pretty solid on that. Yeah. All right. I was going to say because if I just misspoke, let me know. But yeah, I think that's pretty close. On July second, at the 90th Wimbledon Women's Tennis, Martina Navratilova beat Andrea Yeager six zero six three for the championship. And that was our quick tweet. Yeah. The Jaeger bomb. <laughs> Play oh. us off, Joel. That's when she pooped. I was about to call you keyboard, Joel. Joel, if you can do that video, I think you might break Pat. If it's me with somebody moving my arms independently on a keyboard. Just pretty awesome. Your head coming out of a sweatshirt with the sweatshirt having like two little cat paws. Right, that's what I was thinking, like the cat paw. Yeah. Well, I think we know what we're doing at Gen Con. Yeah, <laughs> breaking that. All right, so summer is upon us. I think the solstice is whatever this marking of summer just happened a few weeks ago for us. Um, so summer break, we've already talked about summer vacations, but right now we're talking about everything that kind of filled in the spaces in between the big summer event. Yeah. I mean, we did our winter show, so this is more about the season itself. Yes. The season itself. What was it like? So naturally for us, summer started when school ended. So did your, did your guys schools have any sort of like big hoo-ha for the end of the year? Or was it just kind of like, all right, see you guys in a couple weeks. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, got some buffing to do on the floors. <laughs> a lot of chair races happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the hell that sh- the floors get so bad. Nothing a good buffer won't fix. Right. Because I, I recall in grade school, at least, that the last day of school was always like that. Clean out your desk. You know, teacher brought in like a whole bag of garbage bags and there was always like one kid who had like everything in his desk. It was almost like almost like a TARDIS type thing. It had to have been bigger on the inside because there's no way all that shit fit inside that desk all year. I was that kid. Oh, (laughs) me and Josh both. I did that, too. (laughs) Three of us. Because I've always been the sort that, you know, over prepares for everything. So, yeah. Every every desk, every anything I have is always just overstocked. So, Mike, are you the odd one out on this? I am the odd one out on this. I was not the one with everything in his desk. Huh. But every little piece of paper he had had a doodle on it. That's exactly <laughs> right. And nothing in that desk had anything to do with school, but <laughs> had a lot of great pictures in there. Penis flytrap. Okay. I mean, I had, I for whatever reason, I, I I never seemed to like throw away the homework when it was done. Because I think partially because I was doodling on it myself, so I had all these like pictures, and I wanted to like save them. And so then there'd be all kinds of pencils and random papers, and of course the books that you needed for school. And it was it was like a TARDIS, just like everything kept coming out. And then that one kid that disappeared halfway through the year, he was in there too, <laughs> just his bones. <laughs> well, yeah, I was hungry. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just got to eat a kid, you know? I mean, <laughs> I was going to make a Jeffrey Dahmer reference, but he ate more grownups. So, uh oh, we're on a list again. There we go. Uh-oh. Put those tags. <laughs> put those tags on there, Mike. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Dollar school. There you go. <laughs> Maybe not those I, tags. <laughs> I don't think anybody really made that big of a deal out of it. I mean, of course, you get that kind of senioritis kind of feeling at the last week where you're just ready for it to be over. But it, it's not like you know now where they've got like field days and stuff. I don't remember ever having like big end of the year events. Yeah, we never had that. We we did have, and I put this in here, finish the book type thing. We had one teacher who was like intent on finishing getting as far as she could in that book. It was a math teacher too, which was kind of aggravating because uh, I hate math. <clears throat> math. Okay. Well, strangely, strangely, the book was all quiet on the Western Front, but still. Yeah. yeah. Why are you teaching the geometry? I don't know what this has to do with math. It was the novelization of the world famous Atari game. Oh, speaking of which, I was looking at the Atari home console thing that you can buy at Target or whatever, and it has math on there. <laughs> Just so you know. What aggravates me the most about that is that I'm not going to be vindicated by any of that stuff existing. I'm no, still- it doesn't matter anymore. It, it's yeah. gone beyond that. <laughs> at this point, I'm just going to keep getting shit for it. It's it's so far beyond what the truth of it is. <laughs> so the teacher would just kind of like try and cram as much of the book in the, oh. end of the year, whether you got it or not. Yeah, it was like, well, we had a test on the last day. Well, fuck that. Nobody wanted to know. At that point, I mean, I went to uh, a Lutheran high school. And by the time, I mean, the last week, you were it was amazing if anybody was paying attention to any goddamn thing. Nobody cared anymore, especially once we hit senior. Because uh, like that point, you know, we were literally 50% of the school. And they it, it, it was just complete chaos in the last couple of weeks. I mean, mildly showing up to class was all putting it lightly. Who gives a test on the last day? Math teachers, which, yeah, I'm married, married to one. I don't get that at all. Um, <laughs> but what about, okay. That's not what, all you don't get. Nah. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so last day of school, get over that. You're out of school. You're on the way home. What is it in like grade school? What was a normal summer day for you? I remember that we would pretty much uh, have a group of the neighborhood kids. Uh, There's myself and my brother. There's the kid from across the street who was from Jordan and the kid who moved in next door. And uh, the four of us would play most days. Sometimes it would be board games, but more often uh, the game we like to play was called Hunter. Where uh, we had a single uh, pump air rifle where one of us would be the hunter and everyone else would spread out in a pack around the neighborhood. And it was kind of like a a human most dangerous game hunting. I thought like one of you had to be Fred Dreyer or something. I was confused. Pat, I'll get the reference. I was so trying to make that joke, but I I couldn't stop thinking of Fred Armisen. And I I was like, (laughs) damn it, what is his name? He's in the Hunter reboot. Right. <laughs> More often than not, I was the hunter, and I don't remember why. Maybe I was the oldest. I think I was the oldest. It's because you dress like Craven all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Pat's laughing at that. I didn't know I'd get that reference. <laughs> he doesn't. 
Nope. Because <laughs> I, I started laughing because I, I was thinking in my head, Kurgan. And then I realized you didn't even say Kurgan, but I was like, oh, by this point, I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've already laughed at the joke. Move on. Right. <laughs> uh, Hunter. Huh. Yeah. I think we all had variations on those kinds of games, though. Like if you had laser tag or if you were playing war or you were playing. Yeah. And it was all honor system where someone, if there's any conceivable way they could have not been hit by the shot, they would have said they weren't, but like you got them dead to rights down like the gangway between the two houses. They can't even claim you didn't get them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I lived in a condo group of condos in the center of, it was kind of, it was actually really cool because in the center of all the condos, there was a bike path and it was a circular bike path with spokes that went out dirt, went out across the whole condo area throughout the whole subdivision. So you, you can get pretty much anywhere really quick from the center of it. We spent the whole summer in there playing GI Joe, you know, uh, riding our bikes in circles around there, getting in trouble. Um, we actually got in really bad trouble once we thought it'd be really cool if we strung a rope across the, the bike path. It was like, uh, hey, it'll be so funny. It'll be like in the cartoons where it just stops and it goes boing, boing, boing. <laughs> or no, it'll be like on CSI when we got <laughs> investigated for killing someone. Yeah. Or it'll happen like when you hit it and it goes right across someone's throat and knocks them across off their bike. That was fun, too. Um, that actually happened? Yes, that actually oh, happened. We tied, a, we tied a rope between two trees and the kid came flying by. You are lucky you did not kill him. I, you have no idea how much shit we got into. <laughs> there was a lot of screaming and yelling in the in the, your, in the circle. That your, your whole life would have been sleepers instead of the, what it is now. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, Before we move to everybody else's typical summer day, I actually want to ask the question of everybody else. What's the worst trouble you got into in the summertime uh, while you were in the grad school years? Ooh. Because Mike's, Mike's just revealed his. Uh, mine's pretty rough. While you guys are thinking, I can tell you. Well, are you, is this have to be specifically summertime? Because the most that is the show. Yeah, <laughs> the most trouble I got into happened during the school school year. So, yeah. Well, what was the biggest trouble you got in for something you did over summer break? Now, what I did. Probably wasn't all that bad. I was caught by my father running around with a stick that I doused in lighter fluid and lit on fire. (laughs) Now, that doesn't sound like such a big deal, except for a biographical uh, bit of data about my father. He was playing with a gasoline can when he was a kid, threw a match in it, and it blew up in his face and he nearly died. Shit. (laughs) So him and fire... Not friends. Not friends. Hmm. I, my brother was always doing such terrible shit all year round that it was hard for me to get in trouble. So, <laughs> well, I, good uh, on you. <laughs> I, I lucked out in that category because, you know, I would have had to murder somebody to really get in trouble. So, what kind of trouble did your brother one. get into? Holy crap. You, you don't know all the show. stories of his brother? Yeah. Oh, his brother was a maniac. Is a maniac. I'm sure. That's another show. <laughs> that's the that's the drama show. You don't you don't remember his brother was the one that had the flask of Jack Daniels at the wedding? 
It's a PTSD. Oh, that, that, oh yeah, that dude. <laughs> I remember that dude. Yeah. Ah. Uh. So I, I also never really got in trouble during the summertime, but mine was just because I, I saved all my summer for or all my trouble for during the school year. And when, when I was at grade school, I would gotten a whole bunch of trouble during the school. And I just during the summertime, I just pretty much stayed to myself. So <laughs> you're like, you know. it's, there's no suspension. What's the good in getting in trouble? Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, I'm already off. So I guess I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you talk like this, Pat, but apparently you do during the summer. <laughs> that was when I had my job at the movie theater. I need closure on that anecdote. We were, show, we were showing Boobarama all summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with that, sir. Welcome to Boobarama. <laughs> Enjoy Boobarama. <laughs> uh, wait, what were we talking about before we got sidetracked? With that? Typical summer day. Or typical summer day, that's right. Yeah. Mine full uh, around bike path, that's it. I, if I wasn't at home playing my Nintendo or something, there was uh, there were I had friends on either side of my house, uh, all of which were girls. So I would usually hang out on, at one of their places, and a lot of times we'd either walk up to to the park. There was a park about four blocks from my house, and we'd maybe walk up to there, or there was a, a pool that was another few blocks up the hill across the state line into Kansas. And sometimes we'd walk up to the pool and go swimming during the summer. Um, and I had a couple other friends, friends that were kind of around France, <laughs> they were around the area that uh, occasionally would hang out with. But uh, most of the time I spent it with the neighbors and uh, did stuff there at their houses. Most of the time. That was incredibly vague. And especially for the fact that you mentioned that these were all girls. They were all girls. There were two girls on one side and one girl on the other. He gave him his pudding pops, if you know what I mean. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Not pudding pops, but... Molesting girls you knew <laughs> when you were younger? We talked about that already? No! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> there was no molestation. Christ. <laughs> we were the same age. I guess you could still do that, I suppose. But I don't know where the hell you're going with that. I don't know either. You guys made it weird. <laughs> Pat, please tell us what your typical summer day was like. It's turning into Peter Pan. <laughs> well, I was a I was a night owl even when I was younger. So during the summertime, I stayed up till usually like three, four in the in the Ooh. morning, and I would sleep all day. Drove my parents crazy, hmm. but that's how I spent my summers usually. Um, until I got older, and then I you know got jobs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, even I mean seriously, even when I was like ten years old, I would stay up till like you know two o'clock in the morning. What were you doing though? Usually just watching TV or reading or uh, fucking around on the computer or playing games, mostly reading. You got in trouble for reading? No, I didn't. As I said, I, I stayed out of trouble during the summertime. Oh. Patrick, it's four in the morning. Put that book away. It's all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of that's not an exaggeration. My mom would sometimes come in and tell me, you know, turn out your lights, stop, stop reading, go to bed. It's just such an it's such a unique thing, you know. I, I when I think about my summers, they were spent, you know. I mean, if I was by myself, you know, GI Joes or video games or whatever, I never got <laughs> stayed up late to read a book. I well, guess that says a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm a different to, type of nerd. We used to go to the library a lot when I was uh, when I was in uh, 
in the summertime. I mean, we, we would rent just, I mean, a rent. We would check out a, uh, a ton of books. And I remember reading one summer halfway through the, um, not Battlefield Earth. What was the other? I read that one summer. What was the other terrible series? The ten, no, no, the 10, the 10 books. Um, by whatever that the Scientologist dude. By L. Ron Hubbard? Yeah, that what's the name of those, what's the name of the ten books that he wrote? I don't I don't know. I really don't. Oh yeah. out of Battlefield Earth and Dianetics is the only two books I know by I've, I've never read any of his work. Josh. Oh. Uh oh, did we lose Josh? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I don't know either. Okay. I remember reading a whole series of that those sci-fi go, crazy town or something like that. Yeah, he it, it gets really strange. The man had some <laughs> serious issues. Um, <clears throat> the series is called "Get This Shit." Yeah, I'm looking it up. Mission Earth. Mission Earth. Yes, the ten books all round like six hundred pages a piece, and I read like half of them through one summer. It's yeah, it's they, amazing. I'm not out there telling people that they need to get rid of their whatever the hell the aliens are that live in their brains. <laughs> Let's see. The Invaders Plan, Black Genesis, Enemy yep. Within, An Alien Affair. Yep, Mike, Mike tried to convert himself to Scientology, but it didn't stick. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's one summer right there. But uh, the worst trouble I ever got was actually not clotheslining that kid on the... on oh. the. Um, oh, yeah. The worst trouble I ever got into when one summer was actually in high school, <clears throat> senior year, out in the middle. We uh, This back when... Uh, Paintball guns were pump action. They didn't have the two cartridges, and they could actually look like um, look like guns because they had the springs in them. And we decided to go play paintball in a public park at two in the morning. Oh, jeez! In fatigues, <clears throat> in St. Charles, and possibly one of the whitest, most white bread. It was like right across the street from my high school too. So we'd run around the, we're running around our high school playing paintball with each other, shooting, shooting each other, and that sort of thing. And <clears throat> I was out with my buddy Dan and James, and we're out running around. We realized we're like, hey, we all gather together. Hey, this is a lot of fun. We're running around the middle of the night, and then we're like, where are those lights coming from? And we look around, kind of like around the corner, and there are five squad cars. Oh Jesus. James's car because we had left one of the shotgun looking paintball guns in the back seat. Cause we're like, Hey, who's going to come around here at two in the morning? A cop. Yeah. <clears throat> so we actually wound up burying the guns that we had, which may still be around there running around the school and then trying to nonchalantly walk up to the cops and be like, Oh, Hey, what's going on here? We're just three type three teenagers going for a walk at two in the morning and camouflage. Hello, fellow teenagers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're laying face down in the grass with our hands behind our heads. James un- unlocking the car, and then now the cops are playing with the paintball gun. Uh, and believe it or not, they let us go. But <laughs> <laughs> it never happened today. They freaked the crap out of us. One of the one of the only times in my life, actually the only time in my life that I've ever had a live shotgun pointed at my chest because one of the cops has kind of wound up about the whole situation, apparently. And uh, they were like, what are you going to do now? We're like, we're going to go home. And what are you going to do then? We're like, we're going to do nothing. We're just going to go home. And they let us go. Never even, not, nothing on the record or anything. And it was actually another five, 
eight, five to eight years. I told I told my parents about it happening because I was we lived in Bolingbrook, we lived a heck away away from everybody. But I wound up telling my parent, my mom, about it after I was married because I figured at that point there was nothing she could do about it. <laughs> Statute of limitations. And even then, I wasn't sure about it. <laughs> like, I like to go out, Suzanne, but I've been grounded. So that's the worst uh, worst trouble I ever got into. Wow, just imagine something like that this this day and age. I mean. Oh, I'd be in the news. Yeah, totally different scenario. Yeah, I guess I guess I could talk about because this did happen during the summer. I could talk about the time my sister had a party, and I would have gotten in the most trouble if I had gotten caught because yeah, all her friends got me drunk and high. I was (laughs) eleven. Jesus Christ! I was not ready for that. (laughs) Eleven? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, at least there were no ill effects. Everything's gone well since. <laughs> Josh wins. Luckily, that did not set me on a bad path, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I, was, I, was, um, I was hanging out outside because I had walked, I left the party because, you know, I, well, I was high and drunk and everybody was kind of annoying me at that point and I just needed to get some air or whatever. So I left the party and it was raining outside. So I went back inside and I put on um, a poncho that I had and I walked back outside and I'm just literally just walking around in the rain and I'm like about half a block away from the house just walking around and there's this one little area that's uh, it's a side street and it's, you know, got the construction fence up and everything, you know, it's just part of the subdivision that hasn't been built yet. Mm-hmm. And the subdivision had these little central mailbox areas where like, you know, 50 houses would come and get their mail and then one little mail area and i'm standing there and my parents are supposed to be gone for like two days that's why my sister's having this party and i see my father's truck pull up to the mailboxes oh shit (laughs) and they're like a half a block away the mailbox is like half a block away from my house i'm like half a block away in the other direction and i'm just like and i'm looking back and forth at my parents in the house my parents in the house and I'm like looking at all the cars that are parked around. I'm looking at everything. And my, you know, and, and I, my mom gets back in the truck and as they start approaching the house, they see all the cars. So I see them slowing down. They're like, you know, and they pull up and they get out, they double park in front of the house. And I see, they, they get out of the truck and walk in the house and like not 30 seconds after they walk into the house, it was, it was like a pimple exploding with just kids just <laughs> running out of the house. <laughs> Was somebody playing the Benny Hill theme song? <laughs> and I'm just sitting over there giggling and laughing about the whole thing. When finally, um, nice fuck. yeah, my dad manages to find me and takes me back into the house. And they're in the midst of just screaming at my sister about everything. And she locks eyes with me and sees that I'm messed up. And my, my dad's just like, go to your room. We're, we're dealing with your sister. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I go walk up to my room. And I hear my mother say, your brother was so embarrassed by your behavior that he walked outside and hung out in the rain rather than be in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So that was probably the worst thing that I did in the summertime, I guess. But yet you didn't get busted for it. No, I didn't get in trouble for it. My sister nice. We didn't, tell, we didn't tell my mom until like five years ago. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a longer time than me. Right? <laughs> I thought the red eyes were crazy. You hadn't slept much. <laughs> look at how, look at how I mean, bad. Luckily, yeah, luckily I had the poncho on that had the hood on it, so I just kept my head down. I'm like, <laughs> look at how tired he is. He wanted to go to sleep. His eyes are so bloodshot. <laughs> 
You, are you feeding him? He's so hungry. Look at he's eating everything in the kitchen. <laughs> All right. So, flip, flip it around to a little bit of the dark side since we're still on the high school side. Uh-oh. Did anybody wind up in summer school? Nah. I don't think I ever attended summer school. The closest I ever came to summer school, which ties into one of your other questions here, is my mom had me take a driver's ed course at one of the schools she was teaching at. So I spent a good chunk of my summer learning how to drive. Uh, I took summer courses in college, but not in high school. Now, for years, I did vacation Bible school. Yeah, I did that when I was in grade school. I did that, and then I taught VBS while I was in high school, and I did the camp counselor thing in high school as well. Oh, yeah, totally forgot about summer camp. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I did summer camp. Yeah, I was a, I was a counselor in training for one year, my my freshman year, and then I was a regular counselor uh, my my last three years of high school. I was a I was a counselor for TP camp, Mash camp, and survival camp when I was out up in. It was actually just north of Rockford. Mine was just a, no, a normal Christian camp. We didn't. It yeah. wasn't like a theme or anything. It was just come here, you know, send your kids here for ten days and give camp. us. Money. Give us money and get a break from your little shits. Yeah. Never allowed to do summer camp. My mother was convinced that all the counselors were child molesters. She's not wrong. Yeah. I did molest a lot of people, but I mean, most of them were other counselors. So. Mm. Yeah, we did. I That's another point where I got in trouble. Um, I mean, the, 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 the kids molested each other. It wasn't really. Oh. It, it, was, it was a lot of inter- uh, a lot, a lot of correct age molesting going on. There was not a lot of whole, not a whole lot of you know incorrect age molesting going on. Yeah, I got in trouble once for when I was a counselor having the uh, when we did TP camp doing the scary story thing. <laughs> they were like they put up actual TPs a good quarter half mile away from the actual camp, so you had to walk. There was it was a twenty mile a twenty mile twenty minute walk between the main camp and the teepees and all through this field. We did the the big bonfire telling the story and one of the other counselors was his, was a football player. So he's this big, huge guy. Had him we decided we we're gonna scare the kids that night. So we had him with the Jason mask on, a machete that we were spraying down with uh bug repellent, which is extremely flammable, and then like threw red paint all over him. We came to the scary point of the story, and like, and he comes jumping out of the forest. So it's shirtless, bloodied up, uh, hockey mask wearing kid in the you know in the late eighties. You know when Jason's super popular, comes jumping out with a flaming machete, and the kids just scattered. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, it was just like, and they're like. <gasps> And they all ran off in different directions, and we're just like, "Hey, it was awesome. We gotta find them." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now comes the pick them up part. <laughs> yeah, one kid had pissed his pants, and we got in trouble for that. And like, no, I fall. He peed his pants. It's, it's like fifty-two card pickup. It's a little bit fun at first, but then suddenly you got to clean up. You're like, oh. Well, at least I mean, fifty-two card pickups. They where if you they land, they stay there. That's true. <laughs> they kept moving. Fifty-two card pickup played with a wind turbine <laughs> pretty much that's exactly what this was it was like we found them in like tree they like in trees and shit and they were just... <laughs> and the kids some, were like some kid, some kid right now is still running oh yeah they were, and they were all like, like four or nine years. he's like no i'm not stopping eight or nine years old that's you know not a good age to do the jason scare for him a lot of testicles dropped <laughs> 
Um, I didn't do an I, an overnight camp until I was. I mean, I did a lot of day camp and well, VBS. But I, I remember my first overnight camp was probably like eighth grade, maybe somewhere in that range. Um, and I just remember like thinking it was like the coolest thing to you know be overnight in the woods or whatever. But the best camp experience, which we should at some point touch on what we did in college during the summers, but uh, was when there was a Christian youth retreat and we went to Colorado. That's where I fell in love with Colorado. And we stayed up on about 9,000 feet elevation on a mountain. And it was for, we were there for a week. Did you get that Rocky Mountain high? I did. Um, that's where I, I met my uh, girlfriend at the time. But um, we were up there and I remember it was getting close to the last day of camp. And we were going to be leaving the next day. But, you know, not till like midway after breakfast and everything there was some sort of medical emergency and I don't to this day know exactly what happened, but we had to bug out like the entire camp had to pack up and get on the bus and head down the mountain because there was no, the, the person that was up there needed medical attention. This was oh, before I, cell phones. I, I thought maybe you were by, by Mike's camp and he's like, they're like, Jason's here. We gotta, go. <laughs> we gotta go. No, but there was, there was a, uh, you know, no cell phones and we were uh, up at elevation. And so it was just like this crazy, the atmosphere where everybody had to pile in half asleep, still in their pajamas, grabbing all their shit. And we were hauling ass down the mountain to get them to, you know, somewhere to get medical attention. And it was, it was crazy, but that was my favorite summer camp experience ever. That was such a good, that was such a good week. Did they die? No, no, thank God. Nobody died. Oh yeah. It's kind of a, Anticlimactic. And then they exploded and got to the bottom. No death in the tweet. I wanted some death in the show. Nobody was absorbed. (laughs) I keep coughing like this. You may get your wish. (laughs) I don't want Josh dead. I have to amend the (laughs) tweet. When did Josh die? What about uh, looking to these uh, summer days in high school, though? I do remember the summer that I got my first PC because uh, I, I was a mess when I had a computer with games. I uh, survived pretty much every single day they would let me on nothing other than like a half gallon jug of Pace medium salsa, a gigantic thing of chips from Sam's Club, and like a case of squirt. Ah uh, yes, Josh and Squirt. I, I would just like eat nothing but chips and salsa and drink nothing but Squirt all day and play Sierra Adventure games. For those that don't know, like our international listeners, Squirt is an actual soda. It's it's a citrus based soda. Yeah, it's like a grapefruit soda, not it, unlike. He's not drinking like you know gallons of nasty shit. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, but that was like just, I think that's just the worst name for a product. Here it is. Drink the Squirt. No. <laughs> what are you drinking squirt is that code it's, no it, it's just like foster's you drink it at room temperature <laughs> oh do you drink it through a cookie <laughs> good oh ew <laughs> summer tv shows did you have any any shows that you watched religiously in the summertime not that i recall as many cartoons as I could watch when I was a youth, for sure. 
Um, and then, of course, the the creature feature on Friday nights. Always got to watch creature feature. Game shows, man. Oh, yeah. I'm with Mike on this one. Yeah. All about game shows. Watching Price is Right. Watching uh, No Whammies. Watching all the trivia game shows. All that kind of first thing in the morning. And then I, we'd watch. I actually remember getting caught up in some of the operas. But remember which ones i remember there was one point where there was like a gorilla running around i don't know what the hell i was <laughs> you sure are you sure you weren't watching the man from uncle i think he was watching the real <laughs> ghostbusters <laughs> yeah um i was always sleeping because like i said i would i would stay up late so i didn't really watch any of the, the daytime uh game shows i didn't get into those until like high school age I remember one summer they had this block of programming that was all syndication. They called it the heat is on and it had like the rat pack paladin, uh, all these like old time Western and war shows one after another. Oh, neat. I remember watching game shows, Barney Miller. Um, and then my, my aunt, my great aunt that I would stay with during the summer when I wasn't in school, she would watch her stories. So I did get a dose of, of uh, soap operas. I was usually playing GI Joe or transformers or something while I was on, but she, yeah, she used to watch like days of our lives and guiding light and all my children, I think was the other one. I had like a great aunt or something at some point in, in the past that everybody just in the entire family just knew from like 11 till two in the afternoon, just don't even bother trying to talk to her. Because their stories were on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think my mom's were Another World, Days of Our Lives, and Santa Barbara. Which the thing with that is, though, there were no reruns. So if you missed it, you missed it. Yeah. There's still yeah. not reruns, I don't think. Not yeah, like you could binge watch it. <laughs> but they were written so badly that like you could watch one episode a week and pretty much keep up. That was the idea, Pat. How was that the idea? They wanted people to watch every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't want you to miss one and say, well, shit, I'm lost. I'll never watch this again. Uh, true. True. Yeah. Previously on Guiding Light. I don't know what happened by Guiding Light. Previously. <laughs> you, you got my attention, man. I was waiting to know what I had missed. You can't even name a character on Guiding Light. Bo I can't hope. Frank. <laughs> Bo and Hope. That was right. a good thing. They got Are married. You? Oh, is that what they're from? Hmm. I don't, I remember the names. Yeah. Wait, or the General Hospital? Owen. I thought there was General Hospital. Yeah, oh, no, I'm pretty sure Bo and Hope were. Wait, I thought Bo they were in another world. Is it oh. Bo and Luke? No, probably <laughs> not it. That oh, was done. Okay. No, it's Luke and Laura. Luke and Laura was General Hospital. Oh, Brady and Hope Williams, fictional characters. Days of Our Lives. Uh, days Luke of our and Leia. Lives. We were all wrong. Luke and Leia. I knew it was one of the ones that my mom watched. I don't know if you were watching soap operas, Pat. I think you're pretty much confused about that. Open glory, that's what it was. I think Pat was still high from his eleven year old experience. Like it didn't wear off until he was like thirteen. Open change. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so <sighs> cookout food. Did you guys have a lot of cooking out when you were in, in the summertime? I, my, my dad always loved any excuse to use his barbecue or his uh, his smoker. So, yeah, we had a ton of smoked brisket. Was that your nickname? Smoke brisket. No, smoker. 
Oh, <laughs> they didn't. No, no one knew about that in my family, other than my sister. Go on, Darren. We call him Little Smoke Biscuit. <laughs> my uh, my parents. Well, my dad wasn't around too much, and my mom was always busy working, so there wasn't much grilling out that happened unless the neighbors did it, which was kind of few and far between. They they made hamburgers, and that was about it. So I didn't really get into to grilling until I. I became an adult and I started doing it myself. There were a couple of years Sad. where we were living in a house that had a pool. So we had a lot of cookouts and a lot of people over. We had a kettle grill and I loved lighting it. I would use a good half half can of that lighter fluid. And there's like all around the outside on the coals, that sort of thing. And you're, you're a Homer Simpson about it. Basically. I, I was, I was complete pyro when I was a kid. I throw the man <laughs> there. And there was like a burn mark. Like we had a, you remember the house in Bolingbroke? We had the balcony out the back. And then if you went into the bottom of the ground floor, there was actually a scorch mark in the bottom of the balcony. Cause like, that's how high the flame had gotten. When I- <laughs> yeah, my, Mike's hair wasn't always curly. It just no. turned away from the flames. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's not curly. It's singed. <laughs> Did you guys have any summer trips outside of camp? Camp. We would always, it was routine um, that every July, my grandmother's birthday was July 4th. And every July 4th, we would go up to Hannibal, Missouri and spend the 4th of July up in Hannibal. Nice. With a nice Chianti. <laughs> and and when, when I was really young, we, we would drive up as a family. And as we got older, we would start flying. And as we got even older, which almost to the now, or actually in the now, my father and I would just go up by ourselves. We would fly up together and you know go hang out with. How old were you when the wings grew in? That was terrible. I re- I regret yeah, saying that out loud. That was. I was going to say, Joel, you sure sounded like Mike when. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go to Great America up in uh, Zion, like Zion or wherever the hell it was up north in Chicago. At once, once a summer, we would go up to Great America, and we had a cabin out in uh, Antioch. Illinois. We would stay there, go canoeing, go to Great America, spend all day at Great America, and then come back and like spend the weekend there. Uh, one once for the Great America trip, and then once or twice we would drive up there and just hang out. And then the end of the summer, you know, we would go in the fall too. And we would go up there and break up the leaves and burn them. I, I fire is seems to be a thing through my youth. Um, but yeah, I remember going one of the going up to Great America, and I refused to go on any of the roller coasters. I, I like until I started dating a girl who worked there and then suddenly I was cool with roller coasters. Family, you could not be. Well, my, my whole family was pissed because I came back. I'm like, yeah, man, that roller coaster, the demon, that was awesome. They're like <laughs> you motherfuckers. Like, yeah. My, my, this is, this is in the, in the, then, so I can talk about this one summer. My, my niece came up uh, by herself to visit me. She was, uh, I think, eight years old at the time, yeah. and uh, I was dating Angela at the time, and we decided we were going to surprise her. We bought the tickets even before she came up, and we had tickets for all three of us to go to Great America, and we didn't tell her where, what it was. We just told her we had a surprise for her that day, and we drove all the way up there, and as she saw the roller coaster, she got all excited and everything, and we park, and she's all you know, just all happy and everything, and like, I'm about, she can't, she's, she just can't wait to go in there and, you know. And she's just all giddy and happy. And as we're walking through the parking lot, we're about where we're going to take the tickets. And she just says, oh, I'm not going to ride any of the roller coasters, by the way. 
<laughs> so what was she excited about? That's exact kind of my whole thing. So we basically spent the whole day going from arcade to arcade. We yeah. couldn't ride any of the rides because, like, you know, unless we wanted to go by ourselves, neither one of us wanted to ride by ourselves. We couldn't ride together because we couldn't leave her by herself. And, you know, so it's just we didn't ride anything either. We got, got her to ride the, the, the worst, tiniest little baby roller coaster. And she was okay on that one. And then we, I put her in, they had, they had Batman the ride, and they had one of the, um, the example chairs, you know, sitting outside. She's like, because it was one of the first ever, you know, designed where your feet hung down. So they wanted everybody to like, oh, this is what it's like, you know, because people were scared. Mm-hmm. She got in the chair, tried it out. I was like, she's like, oh, yeah, this seems kind of neat. Oh, yeah, this, you know, it's comfortable. And I was like, all right, okay, well, you ready to go on? Oh, no, no I'm not going to go on it. <laughs> Uh, when you said baby roller coasters, it reminded me that one big thing for us in the summer was going to Kittyland at first. Oh, yeah. oh, then, the one, one on First Avenue, right? Yeah, uh, North Avenue. Yeah, North, North uh, and First, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then later to Santa's Village. And then the water park that was next to Santa's Village, once we got a little too old for Santa's Village. What is, was Kittyland, is Kittyland still open? Oh, oh no. no, they ripped it down. I think it's a Costco now. Uh, uh, what was the name of the? There was one of those carnival like places that had like a toy store in it out in like Oakbrook area years ago. Kitty Kingdom. That's the name of that one. Yeah. yeah. We used to go to that one. It was a little bit closer than going to Cityland. All right. Uh, trips. Trips. Well, I think we have a trip that is going to carry over. I think we'll finish with this one, but I think Josh and started out with this one, but Gen Con. Wait, oh. did we hear from Joel on the last question? That's what I was trying to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, for when I was a kid, up until uh, probably about seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, my family used to go on a, a trip every year. Like we'd always go somewhere. So we went to Canada one year. Um, we went to New York one year. We went to uh, Nashville, Tennessee one year. We went, I mean, just uh, they'd pick a spot in the country and we'd drive there. And that was always the big summer event. And we'd be gone for a couple weeks at a time. And my dad would pack up his Volkswagen van. Uh, you know, we'd live off of bologna sandwiches and Denny Moore beef stew cooked over a sterno. And we'd go to the campgrounds and drive across country in the van together and it was always a thing. So I saw a lot of the country through the windshield of a of a VW bus growing Is up. Is that where they strapped you? What? <laughs> Just that vision of you being strapped to the front dashboard. <laughs> I that, sounds like a, that, sounds, that, that sounds like an Arlo Guthrie lyric. I saw America through the window of a VW van. <laughs> a VW bus, yeah. That was my that was my youth for traveling anyway. We went to uh, to Orlando once to go to go to Epcot and and Walt Disney World and all that stuff. I've never been there. Any of the Disney parks? Yeah, so awesome. Uh, I'm with Pat on that. I've been to both. It's been decades, but uh, some of the best memories of my early childhood. I yep. want to go back so so badly because when we went, I was ten years old, I think. I was 10 because um, my sister no. was 14. No, not going to write it. <laughs> <laughs> and Epcot um, had was literally still mm-hmm. under construction. Like it was like 90% done. Um, some of the spots were still being finished. 
that's how that you know that's how new Epcot was. So I would love to go back. You know, now that Epcot is pretty much completely finished, I think <laughs> by now. <laughs> I th- you know what I think we should do? We should start a Patreon to send us down there, and everybody will strap GoPros. Oh my god! As we play arcade games the entire time. Yeah. So, so Gen Con then. I think well, yeah, I think Mike's right. Uh, I th- was the first one to start going back in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you introduced all of us to it. Yeah, if uh, if I had not missed a couple of years, I would have been to half of the Gen Cons as of this year. Wow. Yeah, this is 50. It's a big mm-hmm. one. You got to wait till 60 before you can claim that. No, I think the ones I missed were an awkward, uh, awkward spot. Are you talking about overall? Yeah, overall. Yeah. So you'll probably overall, hit 30 yeah, no. by the time it gets to 60. Like the best. I, I, I think I've only missed three, so I will have been to half of all of the Gen Cons in like five, six years. Oh, okay. But yeah, so first one I went to was just my brother and my dad, and I don't think either of them understood it. um and i think the year later i went with a high couple of high school friends my brother and my dad yeah and then i started introducing you guys to it because i I started going like the summer after my uh junior year of high school and i only went to two gen cons before meeting you guys and we all would have gone to gen con 95 94 together Mm. 95 I didn't join up on Gen Con until 96, 97, I don't think. Yeah, I was later. I didn't I didn't go right away. Anyway. Yeah, because uh, I was the first one that went with you, Josh. It was me and Jay together went with you. That sounds right. Yeah. And then we brought, uh, the next year we brought somebody with us. Uh, was it Stoney? I think Stoney was already gone by that point. I think he was only with us for that first year. We brought somebody, and then the next year was when we brought like eight people. <clears throat> That's the one where they crammed all of us into that five by five room. Yeah, at the at the the dorm room. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was years later. That was like ninety nine or two thousand. Because yeah, Nick, yeah, by a few few years later, yeah. Because I don't think I met Nick Roche until nineteen ninety nine. Nick Andrea. No, Nick Roche. He, that was, he was there the year we had uh, everybody in the dorm room. Cause oh, Andre, Andrea was there, too. He was the hamster guy. Yeah, Nick Roche was the hamster guy. Good times. Yeah. I I remember my first time because that was uh, the, the dawn of Card Holla. Yeah. Yep. And, and the where's my burrito. <laughs> and uh, the whose line is it anyway? Yep. Anyway, that was oh, that was fantastic. Oh wow, was that your first year, Joel? Yep, that was my oh. only year until I started going every year. Now since we started doing the show, oh, even bef- well, even before then, I guess I went. Didn't were we doing the show that first year? No, no, that I went. I, I, I no instant game show was going on, but no instant game show wasn't even going on at that point. He started card hall at first. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, in the modern, I I was trying to remember because I don't think I went to any between the one time I went for Card Halla when Card Halla started, and then now the modern era. No, you. Yeah, I, I think you had a long you had a long gap in there. Yeah, I don't think I went after that one year because I only went. To, I've only been to Milwaukee that one time. That was uh the year Brian turned twenty one. Yeah. 
Yeah. We had the big uh, at the. No, no, then you've been twice. Then you went twice because I wasn't there the year Brian turned twenty-one. And if you were there, Joel, because we were there the first time you went, Did, so you've been twice in the then. Was that at the safe house and like Bowder was there and yeah, because I John wasn't there. Kamala was there. I wasn't there for that one, so if you've, oh. been, you've been twice. It yeah. was the year that we told Mike the wrong password, so him and Will had to dance around to get into the safe house. Yeah, with the hula skirts and the coat bras on. Because we told him, we'll take care of you. The password's swordfish. <laughs> yep. Where did the fountain happen? That was one of those the, years. The password's really merry for those yeah, years. That was the, the fountain was that year. Yeah, that was the year that Pat and I tried to drown Josh in the fountain. And karaoke? <laughs> that was that That was that year. Yeah, that was a big I, year. I think we've we've then the summer up enough. Uh, yep. I think we'll take a break and we'll come back and we're talking about what summers exist to us now that when we are now that we're quote unquote adults <laughs> going to be a very short now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Well, pretty much the same thing I do, except without a winter coat. <laughs> I, I work. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> All right, we are now back, and we are talking about summertime and whether or not it exists for us at this moment. You know, now that we're, like I said before, grown, quote-unquote grown. It is technically still a season. It is definitely a season (laughs) when I don't have to wear a coat when I walk to work. No shoveling for you guys. That's nice. Yeah, no shoveling is always a nice thing. But it is hot as balls down here. What's the temperature today? Uh, today it was actually pretty, pretty nice. It was, it, it didn't get above a hundred. It was only like 97. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's like winter. It's been- I mean, it, it, it was, it was relatively pleasant. There was a breeze and everything. Yeah. Thinking about it, I don't think I've ever had a job where I didn't have something different in the summer since I worked retail for all those years. Then teaching, obviously the summer's different. Mm-hmm. Although uh, the schools I was in were year-round schools, and then now as a Lyft driver, there's a very big difference between summer and other seasons. How so? Well, I mean, there are people have different patterns. I'm still driving the people who go to work whose schedules don't change, but there will be people going downtown for, for vacation or to go to the beach or whatever. Yeah, you okay. could drop off somebody in business attire and pick up somebody in a bikini. Right. Bikini business attire. <laughs> it's bikini this is, casual. This isn't my power bikini. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double breast. It's a bikini. Sir, sir, your tits are still showing. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. <my> poor thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for uh, myself myself the the whether it's the summer whether it's the winter really doesn't matter for me that's the same thing is happening either way with uh with what i do so it's just having to go downtown and walk is the big difference now instead of freezing now i have sweat going down the middle of my back by the time i get to my office so yes. same I, with my job you know it, it it doesn't stop because this summer happens and it's uh, just as cold in the office in the summer as it is in the winter. So there's, I've got a sweater on year round when I'm at work. 
one way or the other. Wow. Did it work and change like Mr. Rogers? No, I just take the sweater off when I leave. Uh, I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying. You what? leave it at work, right? Yeah. Well, unless I take it home to wash it. But yeah, I've got one less layer on because during the winter, I'll have a long sleeve shirt on under my t-shirt. But during the summer, nope, just a t-shirt and sweater. Like Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> Wearing sweaters and raping people. <laughs> no. They're hoodies. They're not horribly ugly sweaters. That's what caused it. The rape? Yes. All right. We're moving along here. <laughs> Save so, that for Gen Con, Pat. We'll talk about that later. Oh, my God. So now, does summer exist? Oh, we, we already asked that one. What about summer events? Do you have any summer events that go on this now that you're... Now that we're adult-ish, uh, me being in the poker industry, the big summer thing that um, affects my life greatly all the time, whether it's me going there or some, or, or just a lot of my players going there, is the World Series of Poker. Is that in is the summer? Uh, it happened, it's going on right now. As a matter of fact, it started about uh, two weeks ago, and it lasts about five and a half weeks. Oh wow! So do you have those people come in, like play in your rooms? Then, like, the oh people yeah, that go to there, those there, things. There's a, one of our one of our regulars uh, just finished second in in, a, in an event. He got screwed. He was he should have won, but you know it's a, yeah. He got it all in with two aces against two threes, and the guy spiked a three on the flop. So, oh yeah, yeah for for the for for the bracelet and for an extra five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's all. Jesus. Yeah, but and then there's another guy that's um, that plays in our room fairly often, and he's uh, good friends with a lot of the people that play there a lot, and he's. He's the player of the year right now. He's leading the the whole series in player of the year points. He's final tabled. He's cashed ten tournaments and final tabled uh, four already. So, that's so you're kind cool. of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. But yeah, we. I mean, I know. I. I, I mean, I work with people that are big deals. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you said <laughs> big deal, and it's cards. <laughs> but yeah, I have people. There are people that play in our room. That you that you do see on TV, yeah. You know the other thing that's different with this time of year is now that we have kids. I'm sure. Well, I don't know about in your home, but my kids are out of school right now, so of course they're around a lot more at home um, because you know there's no school going on. So that changes because then they're at home more during the summer. Instead so. of at school, yes, right. Instead of school, <laughs> we, school functions. We, there's we all have we all know the concept of summer break, Joel. <laughs> there's summer functions. Well, that's just it. You know, it used to be me that was at home during the summer doing stuff. Now it's my kids at home doing stuff. Doing stuff. Where, where would they be if they weren't at home? That's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> at school, and now that they're not at school, they're at, at home. Yes. <laughs> It's a Christmas party. Shut up. Uh, one of the things I used to do every year was a series of uh, summer barbecues called the uh, Barbecue Man Was Not Meant to Know. <clears throat> the uh, first one of those got a little out of hand. <laughs> At first, I kind of misunderstood how that was supposed to be read, and I was thinking the Barbecue Man was not meant to know. Like, why are you not <laughs> telling the Barbecue Man? <laughs> You want to tell him. He'll show up and he'll help. 
Exactly. Like, <laughs> it seems like if you're throwing a barbecue, you'd want the barbecue man to know. Yeah, that first year, uh, the excess of alcohol, uh, we got an extra keg specifically for that party. Probably, I don't know, 60, 70 people in, attention, in attendance. And uh, there's one girl that decided that she was going in the hot tub and her swimsuit was not. I like her. And the party sort of got out of control. Because of that like, one catalyst? You always got to invite the orgy starter. Well, it was like by uh, <laughs> about 9 o'clock, there was this whole category of friends who were just wandering into the party. And there are nude people running around the yard playing bocce. <laughs> They're just like, because they'd only met me like that year. They're just like, who is this guy? Judge <laughs> <laughs> like, lost control. He's like, welcome to my party. This is what it's like being me. <laughs> no, it's not. He is the Odisata. I'm the poor man's Hugh Hefner. Come to think of it, I think my attire for that party was a robe, a swimsuit, and a cigar. Nice. <laughs> uh, wow. I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> Congratulations. Two houses down. Get in the barrel. <laughs> um, two things my day in the barrel. We we don't really have anything planned, but my family has a lot of. Well, I take that back. My aunt every year, well, this year where it's not happening, but every year for Fourth of July would have a pig roast, and it would be good forty people, all sorts of like every family, friends, the family, everybody would show up. They have a pool, uh, cookout, you know, playing bago or whatever out there. We would stick around all day, get sunburned, and have a great time. Uh, this year, they're not doing it. It's just. Uh, immediate family and that's mainly because my cousin is getting married this weekend so and he is the final cousin to uh to get married so i'm kind of curious and all this is going to show up uh, so the prophecy will be fulfilled oh, well his his reception is being held at a pipe fitters union so <laughs> apropos I don't. I don't know. Apparently, I'm not sure where this is. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, if the show doesn't go live on Sunday, come look for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's like the big thing. We have the Fourth of July and a couple other times. You know, like my uh, my father started this with the uh, grandkids, so my sister's kids and my kids. Uh, he does uh, weekly excursions with them. On he'll take them all, throw them in the car, and he takes them to different parks around the area. So they'll go out and like go hiking for a little while, go out to see some of the riverside stuff. And now this year, he's decided to up his ante, up the ante, up the ante. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he is take going to teach them how to sail. So if you see anything in the news about children falling overboard on a sailboat. That's probably us. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm, I'm gonna say that's not gonna end well at some point. Yeah, <laughs> someone's going over the side. I know that's gonna happen. Carl, so, Carl is just going to kill a poor child with his look at some point. <laughs> Destroy him with sarcasm. <laughs> Give him the disapproving nod. <laughs> <laughs> about you pat got any summer cookouts or anything no <laughs> i mean really no i mean 
I yeah no. no 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 I don't have anything like set up as a as a standard on the calendar cookout I just most of my cookouts are just impromptu okay. I mean because everybody down here I mean it's not uncommon for people to barbecue every meal down here so it's not really that big of a deal to break out your barbecue in Texas well, I I could say I could figure if you know if you've got it's a hundred and some degrees outside. Why would you want to start a fire in the house? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Like we might as well start a fire. Everything's about to catch on fire anyway. <laughs> it's so much easier to start to charcoal when everything is already burning. <laughs> don't, don't even need lighter fluid. You just touch them together a little bit. The friction will take care of it. <laughs> Mom, can we have a microwave dinner tonight? I'm sick of barbecue. <laughs> Set it on the windowsill. <laughs> no, eat your smoked cereal and like it. <laughs> Eat your bison omelet. Oh, I'm trying to imagine what smoked cereal tastes like. It doesn't sound good. So oh, look, each Cheerio has a little smoke ring. Just next time you want cereal, just just put a couple drops of liquid liquid smoke in it. Check it out. Applewood smoked Cheerios. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yeah. It's Mr. Kim. You know, I I really need to get a new grill because the one I've got is rusted out at this point, and I haven't cooked out in a couple of years because of that. And I love I love to barbecue, and I just haven't done it enough. So maybe this will be the the catalyst. I'm surprised you didn't last year when we did the show on grilling. Nope. Huh. Because hmm. that was when I bought the first grill for the house, and uh, we've broken it out a few times this year already. Not for a big party or anything, but uh, I, last year I did my first attempt at a brisket, and it was awful. So I'm working my way back up to attempting another brisket. You flew too close to the sun right off the bat. Yeah. So let's let's start out with the most difficult thing to barbecue. <laughs> Which isn't cereal, apparently. No. <laughs> and especially without having a smoker. Right. Well, and Pat, when you were up here, we had that barbecue with where everybody showed up. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. What Once did I What did I cook? I cooked steak and chicken, chicken thighs. Yeah, and hot dogs. And yeah, and then Dean and Gretchen showed up with a box full of mason jars, and then everything got weird. <laughs> that was a good time, quote unquote pirate party. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So trips, do you have any just an excuse to spend some money at the dollar store? That's all. Oh yeah, totally. So do you have any trips? I was just going to ask. Oh, good. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to ask. Does anybody do any like family vacations or anything at this point? Not me. Hmm. Occasionally, Sarah and I'll do a weekend trip, but I, I almost think we're more likely to do that in the spring or the fall just because it's freaking hot in the summer and we're saving up for Gen Con. Yeah, that's part of it. Uh, the girls go down, well, occasionally if the timing is right and it's not in sync with Gen Con as it has luckily been (laughs) for several years, um, girls go down to Branson and hang out down in Branson, which while it's nice hanging around the pool, um, there's a shows one year they went and saw Yakov Smirnoff. I was just about to say (laughs) the problem with Branson is you, you can't get rid of Yakov Smirnoff. He just follows you around everywhere. Yeah. You know, no matter where you are, I, that town now. 
Hey, good. You know what? Good for him. Um, it's like in Branson. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say in Branson, Yakov follows you. I probably should have just gone. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because uh, whatever I was going to say is gone now. <laughs> Way to break it. And it just by just by by, <laughs> by default no. had to be better than that. Weak, weak. <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't taken a summer vacation. And it would have been better, better radio. <laughs> I did that, though. Uh I haven't taken a summer trip in two years. And the last one I did uh, went to Kansas City and Colorado. It seems like as an adult, it's a lot harder to plan and execute a vacation than it was as a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're not doing any of the planning as a kid. <laughs> right, exactly. I didn't realize how much really went into it when my parents would do it. We just hop in the VW bus and off we went. Oh, this is easy. I can't say it's a little easier if you don't have kids, considering last weekend, Sarah and I went to Missouri with like no planning at all. Did you take Chewie with you? No, that was the only thing is we had to drop him off at a coworker's place. She watched him for like overnight. But yeah, we arrived about one o'clock on Saturday, did city museum, stayed in the hotel. The next day did, uh, oh shoot, a Grant's farm. And then about one o'clock in the afternoon, got back in the car and went, got Chewie and came on home. So you just did like the St. Louis area. Just St. Louis, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, City Museum was freaking awesome. It was like... Basically, if you've never been, it's if Andy Warhol saw Children's Playground and then went to House on the Rock and was like, I think I can do both of those. You have City Museum. That's kind of wacky. Yeah, it's insane, dangerous, pretty sweet, though. Cool. Dangerous. Yeah, dangerous like the old school playgrounds where everything's made of metal and you're expected to climb on it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it is St. Louis after all. You know, no, you have a wristband on you at all times that says the city museum is not responsible for any injuries or death. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Bring the kids. <laughs> all that the kids love it and there'll be all these different tunnels they can crawl through it's like yeah i can't follow the kid there because i don't fit in that tunnel and oh they just popped out from a hole in the floor 50 <laughs> feet away <laughs> dude that does sound oh like- look now they just came out of a metal cage in the ceiling nice been to that club <laughs> What was that, Pat? I was about to say, you were, you were the guy in the cage. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, does, does this dog leash make my ass look fat? <laughs> weak, weak. Yes, it does. <laughs> and... All right. Yeah, we, we, besides the Branson thing, one of the things that we do go to uh, when we're out there is uh, Silver Dollar City, which is kind of like if Disney World, if, if Disney World was sponsored by Hee well, not even sponsored. It's got. It's a lot better. It's like if it was um, just Frontierland. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just Frontierland. They've got some good rides. We've got some really good roller coasters there now. So is uh, it like Knott's Berry Farm, or am I the only one that's been there? No, it's like, it's like Knott's Berry Farms and Great America together. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, you can get on a roller coaster, but at the same time, you can get off that and immediately get some fresh made like pork scratching, you know, like pork rinds and that sort of thing. I mean, it's the food there is fantastic. And you turn the corner, there's a blacksmith there and all that other fun stuff. But then you can go on, you know, the water rides and the roller coasters and that sort of thing. And they've got like uh, uh, the this indoor cavern that you can you can walk you walk down into these caves that are underneath the uh the the place itself and the, the in, initial cavern is so big they actually have, they have a photo of them floating two hot air balloons in it which Jesus. is ridiculous huge yeah. huge yeah i know it's crazy so they go down there once in a while i mean then again we also have once in a blue moon we'll we'll head back up to door county and hang out and do stuff for a weekend, but uh, you know, not too many road trips. Most of the road trips that I exist now are pretty much down to my in-laws' house. Murph, <laughs> it is definitely harder when you have kids and, and pets and all kinds of stuff to try and plan a family trip because of all the the coordination you have to do in order to make it happen. It's it's tricky. Yeah, that's why sure. I didn't have kids. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> is the is the big is the big planned event anymore for the past what four well for me anyway four years i think now um and even that's that's tricky to try and get everything planned just to be able to go away for an extended weekend and just head out where gen con gen con, oh, gen con. Yeah. yes yeah but yeah. that's that's a you know that's a given anymore that's like <laughs> basically that's that's the the summer vacation that we don't get as kids yeah pretty much <clears throat> i mean and everybody in my life knows you know there's a, a a week in august every year that i'm just gonna go nerd it out oh, more yeah. than usual true yeah Very i true. mean for, you know for, for the other 51 weeks of the year i'm ultra cool but you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm fake laughing because it it is true I don't know where you're going with any of this, man. That's not cool. We all know that. Yeah. Thanks for outing him. <laughs> Wait, what? 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 I'm not cool. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like summertime now. I mean, I wish I could say there's like this big, hey, you know, like 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 the end of school. I wish it was like, hey, there's a brief, there's an end of work. Yeah, and I mean, you don't you don't even get like that because you know. Both your kids are homeschooled, so you don't even get like a big end of the year like celebration type thing. You can't no. have a clearing out of the lockers or nothing. <laughs> no, there isn't. There's, I mean, and it's not like suddenly the kids are home because they're always home, right? <laughs> but I mean, it's. I will say though, it is easier for us to go places now that they're older. You know, it's just like, hey, go throw some crap in a bag. We're going to go here for a little while. They're they're usually pretty cool with that, but. uh or yeah. if you want to take them, they could pack their own bags. You don't have to deal, to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Or in some cases, you know, what? what is really nice is now that they're old enough, you can go, hey, we're going to go do this. Go eat dinner and put yourself to bed. Don't yep. burn the house down. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite at that point yet. So, but yeah, there you go. And then we have Gen Con that we've been doing since, God, I think I've missed one since... 1999-2000 and we've also discovered that in in going to Gen Con we've made this flip-flop from going to go to attend events and now we are an event 
Yes. That was what we were talking about before the show. That's the biggest shift with the whole Gen Con experience. And we say it every year that somehow we went from going, we're like, dude, what are you going to do? What events? We got to sign up for that. Or, you know, I'm going to try and squeeze in when I'm there to now it's like <laughs> we are the event and it's a working vacation. Mm-hmm. Come back more Something tired. I would like to play something at Gen Con again. Oh yeah. I would, I would love to sign up. I, for think, I think we should make some one year, like make it a goal. We all play something together. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just we should see if they still have uh whose lines in it anyway. <laughs> Pwned. Yeah. I'm, that, I mean, that would be fun. Uh, well, like you guys did at LodgeCon, where you guys all played the the simulator game, wasn't it? The like space, yeah, ship? yeah, the Artemis, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, something like that would be fun. Or like at at the end of last year when uh, Josh and Sarah and I and uh, Mike, we all played the did the board game testing or whatever you whatever you call it. Playtest. Yeah, we got in a little Playtest. bit of uh, De- gaming last year. On Sunday, <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a lot of fun. And I mean, it's that's why most people are there. And that was, that was how we ended up pulling an illiterate man on stage. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Well, I, I that's think a story uh, for another time. Yeah, I think our illiterate man at Gen Con is scared of us anymore. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be back. Well, not to play a game anyway. Watch no, this year. Guy. He'll be at every event. You're talking about the other guy. You're talking about the diaper guy. That's yes. A That's a different guy. No, you guys are talking about a LodgeCon, I think. No. 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 That's what I said. This is a story for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's a question. I don't know. Uh, as adults, if you guys, we sort of touched on water parks and whatnot in the beginning. Anything with swimming pools or sprinklers or anything as an adult? My my uncle has the pool, and it's open to us at any given time. Oh. So we can go over and just jump in there, and we're, you know, we got the pool no matter what. Now, going to a actual, like, wave pool or something, I don't think I would ever want to go back into one of those places. I'm afraid of what's floating around in there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of big water parks. Yeah, because there's. Yeah, I never. Uh, I uh, the f- floating bandages always freak me out. Ah. Yeah, Man, I see. I love the water slides. I love the, uh, like the lazy river where you just get into a tube and you're just floating. Yeah, lazy even river if it's crowded. Yeah, even if it's crowded, you can pretty much ignore the people around you. I, I will. I will do a lazy river. Lazy river is cool because you get to drink. Yeah, you can <laughs> and just do. The, oh, dude, we gotta go tubing. I would be down for like tubing with like a beer. Just absolutely. Oh yeah. Get up on the kitchen walkie or something. I'll bring a, I'll bring a big margarita maker and a generator <laughs> on another, on another floaty. Just go down the river with margarita <laughs> generator on a floaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was uh, talking about what, what could happen. I don't know. There's a water park here and my kids like to go and they'll go with their cousins uh, to the water park. Cause I've never been a fan of water parks myself. And um, my ex in-laws have a pool. So they'll, they'll go over there with their cousin and go hang out at the pool sometimes too. They've got um, their grandparents have a pool in their backyard and they leave it open for any of the family that wants to go over. 
So they do that pretty often during the summer. Why do all these people have pools and we're not going to pools all the time? Yeah, I want them to meet you. All these people have 24-hour access to pools, and I'm not sitting in a pool right now. Because <laughs> you're in Texas. Yeah, I mean, my dad's got a pool, too. But, I mean, my brother lives there, and he's got three kids. So I was just like, yeah, I don't need a pool that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to swim in a toilet. I mean, I and I don't dislike the kids. It's just like, it's weird. You know the pool's open. They have three kids, which means they have friends over. You don't want to be like the childless couple showing up to swim in the pool with all the kids it's just weird or you can show up by yourself and be even more weird right i'm just the, i'm just the older man swimming alone with all these kids don't look at me this is normal <laughs> come hang out it's with like me you have a sweater, on. <laughs> sweater here drink this cocktail yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's Are we doing Mike's Hard Lemonade? Never mind. <laughs> what? I was saying, are we doing the Mike's Hard Lemonade slash Zima show already? <laughs> there has been talk about it and requests. Here's some, here's some Jesus juice. Drinks preferred by pedophiles then and now. <laughs> oh, I think on that note. A Yoo-Hoo Roofie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell it's gonna, team? It's called, it's called a Rufu. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, this is why I'm friends with you. So, what do we have on tap for next week? I have to Power uh, Ranger because because go go Power Rangers. Pat always wanted to be the White Power Ranger. <laughs> so if you'd like to uh, you'd like to complain about anything we've said tonight, you can always give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And if you look for our older stuff, um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Noon FM, look us up, type in 40Go14, go online, stream us straight off the page, go to Podchaser, Leave us leave us a review about another episode. Um, Mike's got the subtext of I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I'm just my, grimly trudging to the end of this episode. My, Mike's doing the equivalent of I'm trying to get the fuck out of here as fast as possible. If you have trouble finding us at any of those locations, stop by FBI.gov. We're on a list. <laughs> There's links. <laughs> just click oh, it. God. What about podchaser.com? If you have any suggestions for tags for this episode, let us know. Yeah, cucumber. (laughs) Cosby's power. Turtle penis. Turtle penis, yeah. Rufu. White power ranger. All right, I'm calling it. We're done. (laughs) Happy summer. Happy summer, folks. Good night. know what a turtle dick looks like, I highly recommend you look that shit up because it is life-changing. I think I'm alright. No! Oh my god, I'm finding one and sending it to you because you've got to see this shit.